After a week off for vacation, I have returned. Joe Monex back with you for an episode of Locked On Grizzlies. DeMichael Cole not joining me, taking a much-needed break. I am going to give you all of my summer league hot takes that I wasn't able to give while I was out on vacation. Very excited to be with you talking summer league studs for the Memphis Grizzlies next here on Locked On Grizzlies. Let's lock in. You are Locked On Grizzlies, your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is wonderful to be back with you. Yes, you. I missed you. You specifically. I missed you terribly. I am Joe Mullinax. I am happy to be once again co-hosting and hosting individually this time around an episode of Lockdown Grizzlies. I have missed this terribly. I have missed this virtual background. If you're watching on YouTube, you can like, comment, talk about how wonderful it is to have me back. I'm sure that I was missed while I was gone. I'm sure you were well taken care of by DeMichael Cole. And of course, I checked out Lockdown Grizzlies each and every day because I too am an everydayer. Hopefully you are as well. Wherever I got my podcast, hopefully you are getting yours as well. Rating, reviewing, subscribing, all those fun things. I was taking a much-needed vacation with my beautiful family, my wonderful wife, and three screamingly wonderful children. And I am excited to be back to work, back on the grind, talking Memphis Grizzlies basketball with you on this glorious Monday here on Locked on Grizzlies. And we're going to jump right in with an idea that I had while I was watching the games, listening to DeMichael's coverage of the of the team through Summer League here, obviously. I think that the Grizzlies' young core is becoming more and more undervalued as John ja Morant, Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson Jr. not only get older, but as they become you know, nine-figure contract signees. There are now three of those on the Memphis Grizzlies, at least officially, officially, excuse me, it will be that way heading into the 2024-2025 season. Bain signing his extension uh, with Memphis, obviously, in the last couple of weeks. So maybe now that the Grizzlies have three guys that are making buku bucks, folks don't really see them as a young core squad, and that's fine, even if you want to take those guys out of the equation. But I saw a lot of interesting young talent on display for Memphis at Summer League. And it starts with Kenneth Lofton Jr., someone who has been the bane of my Grizz Twitter existence. If you follow me on Twitter, at Joe Monac, you most certainly should do that. Uh, but if you follow me there, you know that if I were doing some prize picking over at Prize Picks, which is who today's episode, episode excuse me, is brought to you by, Prize Picks. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. If I was going to Prize Picks over Summer League and was going more than or less than points scored 18 for Kenneth Lofton Jr., I would probably take the more than each and every time because Kenneth Lofton Jr., once again, was a dominant force. For the Memphis Grizzlies, likely to be named an all summer league player when those teams are announced here in the next few days. Obviously, DeMichael Cole and I will cover that here for you on Lockdown Grizzlies when that occurs. He was just extremely impressive in terms of how he scored the basketball, his efficiency. He and Jake LaRavia, who we'll talk about more later in the show, 
they both posted the same points per game in summer league and the games they played 18.3 points per game. LaRavia did it on 37.5% field goal percentage. Kenneth Lofton Jr. did it on 51%. Then Lofton Jr. shot 46.7% from three on almost four attempts per game, which is extremely impressive. If he uh, was a better free throw shooter, only 67% from the charity stripe at summer league, Kenneth Lofton Jr. would be a big man, you know, about six foot seven, six foot eight, 200 and some pounds, 270 pounds or so, that was in the 50 40 90 club. His offense was never a question, right? But he got even better in that area, and he deserves credit as one of our summer league studs on this episode of Locked On Grizzlies. But my question, and it was a question that I talked with old friend of Locked On Grizzlies, former host of this podcast, Sean Coleman, and co-host, of course, with DeMichael before I came on. Sean and I both work at Bluff City Media together now, and a post that you can go check out at Bluff City Media starting Monday morning. We talk about Kenneth Lofton and his fit, not necessarily in the NBA, because I think if there's one thing that has been proven by Kenneth Lofton Jr. over the span and course of not just this summer league, because again, summer league, grain of salt, Josh Selby, Jordan Adams, I can go down the list. The shooting numbers, cool, but it was summer league. Kenneth Lofton Jr. was the rookie of the year for the G League last year. Kenneth Lofton Jr. has a larger body of work and sample size, offensively in particular, that suggests that he can do this. He can do it at the NBA level too. Whether you want to count the Spurs comeback, which I would say is the best example of that. Folks will point to the Oklahoma City Thunder game where he had all the points, shooting the ball, lights out. That was not really even an NBA game. That was a glorified G League game. Lofton Jr. showing against the Spurs, even though it was a bad NBA team. At least it was an NBA team who had the lead at that point, and it was on Lofton to help spur the comeback in that bluff city media piece that i would highly suggest you go check out sean brings up the idea in terms of loft and finding minutes moving forward as a niche rotation guy where if it's the third quarter of a game memphis is down 12 they need points instead of going xavier tillman for defense you go kenneth lofton jr for offense as that fourth big and i liked that idea a lot and i think that Assuming Lofton stays, which he should, barring some unforeseen trade, he certainly shouldn't be waived at this point. If Lofton stays, I see him as that type of fit. And I thought that was a really good idea from Sean Coleman. Because what is holding Lofton back from minutes as a member of the Memphis Grizzlies rotation, he has more control over comparing himself to Xavier Tillman than he does comparing himself to Santi Aldama. Santi Aldama is six foot eleven. Santi Aldama has that physical natural advantage where he, again, still a young player, can develop as a rim protector. He can be one of those guys that puts himself in a position to be a better defender, has better physical tools. That's just the reality of the situation for Kenny Lo- Kenneth Lofton Jr. We'll talk more about David Roddy in the next day or two, and he's in a similar boat, right? Sire Williams, Jake LaRavia, they just have better physical tools than David Roddy. Santi Aldama has better physical tools than Kenneth Lofton Jr. Not necessarily the case with Xavier Tillman. And I do think that's an important thing to point out. Tillman is an extremely solid defender, above average defender, very versatile defender. And that is something that 
Lofton, and he showed some growth in summer league doing this. And this mattered more to me than any points that Kenny Lofton Jr. scored. He was better laterally in terms of moving his feet on defense. He had more stocks, the steals and the blocks that you hear a bunch of people talk about. He was improved in that area. He was stronger there. In fact, Kenneth Lofton Jr.'s two steals per game were tied for the team lead with Vince Williams Jr., another stud that we're going to be talking about later on in the show. But Kenny Lofton Jr. was tied for first on the Grizzlies in steals per game. That, even more so than blocks, is something that can translate for Kenneth Lofton Jr. to get him more time on the Memphis Grizzlies. Not the Memphis Hustle. Not the Memphis Hustle now. If Kenneth Lofton Jr. spends a large chunk of time down there, he might be the MVP of that league. We have seen that level of productivity against that level of talent. But for Kenneth Lofton Jr. to become an NBA rotation big in Memphis, he could go somewhere else right now, Houston, Detroit, somewhere like that. He could be a rotation big probably right now, San Antonio. But for him to be that with a good Grizzlies team, he has to show the ability to defend at the rate that Taylor Jenkins believes he can defend given his frame. Xavier Tillman is the standard, and that is something that Kenneth Lofton Jr. can more than certainly try to obtain. That is something he can pursue, realistically speaking. I have been very impressed with his growth as a passer, and we'll talk more about that, I'm sure, uh, as the summer grinds along. But his defense, if he can find a way, and I know DeMichael has talked about that, if he can find a way to get his defense straight, he has a higher offensive ceiling than Xavier Tillman. And because of that, and because of the fact that Xavier Tillman is going to be an unrestricted free agent next summer, I really think there's an opening for Kenneth Lofton Jr. there. There's a possibility for him, but it's got it's pretty narrow. It has to go through that guy. And you got to remember Brandon Clark's eventually going to be back. So he has a, a limited amount of time to show that value and show that worth. We're going to talk about Jake LaRavia and a potential Santi leap year next here on Lockdown Grizzlies. But first, this episode of Lockdown Grizzlies is brought to you by Prize Picks. Again, we're big fans of Prize Picks here at Locked On Grizzlies. It's extremely, extremely easy, right? Two to six players, if they score more or less than their prize pick projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any given entry. There's no competing against other people. That's for that's for folks that are way too intense. I'm not interested in that. I just want to go against the numbers, the projections that are available. Prize picks presents that for you. And if you're thinking, this is an NBA podcast. The, ga- the games are over almost. Summer League's almost done. The NBA is about to go into hibernation. You've got WNBA, you've got Major League Baseball, PGA Golf, all sorts of different sports can be uh, followed using prize picks. With safe and fast withdrawals that are currently operational in over 30 states as well as in Canada, you can download the Prize Picks app today or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, prize picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, prize picks will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. The Memphis Grizzlies have some questions on the wing, but I think Jake LaRavia might have given his answer. We'll talk about that next here on Lockdown Grizzlies. 
Welcome back to Lockdown Grizzlies. I am your host, Joe Molinax, Grizzlies columnist over at Bluff City Media, formerly of Grizzly Bear Blues. I also contribute over at SB Nation. DeMichael Cole, my wonderful co-host, did a phenomenal job covering both for the commercial appeal as the Memphis Grizzlies beat writer for that publication, as well as for us here at Lockdown Grizzlies during Summer League while I was on vacation. I have returned. I am back. You're going to be seeing my wonderful face and hearing my wonderful voice. However, you take in Lockdown Grizzlies moving forward throughout the month of July here. I am locked and loaded to talk Grizzlies basketball. And I talked Kenneth Lofton Jr., someone who I've gotten some heat for, right? Jake LaRavia, I'm kind of glad, to be honest, that the Michael's not on this episode. Because I feel like he would be giving me, and I know if you've watched this on YouTube, if you've heard it in his voice, wherever you get your podcast. There's an I told you so vibe, right? DeMichael and I have been together about a year now almost as partners here on Lockdown Grizzlies. He'll give me a look or he'll he'll have a tone in his voice. It'll be one of those, Joe, I told you so. I, I Hey, I'm not going to tell you I told you so, but just listen to the tone in my voice. Look at my eyes, Joe. And it just cuts through my soul and my spirit every time it happens because it happens relatively often because DeMichael is that smart as well as that handsome. Jake LaRavia is a great example. I was a David Roddy guy. I remain a David Roddy guy. I like the physicality, the versatility that he brings defensively. I know David Roddy can play the four. I'm not sold that Jake LaRavia can if it's necessary, depending on lineups and matchups. However, Jake LaRavia showed me in summer league that he's ready to take the Santi Aldama leap. Santi Aldama going into his sophomore season had a really strong campaign through Summer League, showed some good things in preseason, and obviously he had a very good second season as a member of the Memphis Grizzlies. Jake LaRavia seems primed to be the next guy to do that. And again, you might be listening or watching and saying, Joe, this dude shot terribly from the field. You you mentioned the 37.5% from the field. You mentioned the 31.4% from beyond the arc how poorly he was converting those threes. Tarek Biberich, uh, the other second-round pick for the Memphis Grizzlies, other than Gigi Jackson, who we'll talk more about on tomorrow's episode of Lockdown Grizzlies, that guy shot better than Jake LaRavia. So why are you so high on Jake LaRavia? Well, I'll tell you why, happily. 0.5 personal fouls per game in the four games that he logged during his summer league showing there in Uh, in Vegas. And I think that that is significant because he can defend without fouling, right? You want to see that across all levels. You want to be able to witness that level of play to move your feet, to not reach, to put yourself in a position to be a defensive net neutral player at the very least, right? And you got to be able to stay on the floor if you have offensive weaponry like Jake LaRavia does. 0.5 personal fouls per game. 1.3 turnovers per game for Jake LaRavia on top of 2.3 assists. So uh, essentially a two to one assist to turnover ratio. Yes. Jake LaRavia is not a point guard, but he protects the ball. He is able to facilitate Kenny Lofton jr. For comparison. And I know he's a big and it's not a strength of his game. 1.8 assists per game for Lofton jr. 3.5 turnovers. He actually led the Grizzlies in turnovers per game. Not the best thing that you want to see. Now, again, Lofton jr.'s usage was high. We're talking about two players who had the same points per game. We're talking about Jake LaRavia, who took more shots per game in the four games that he played in Summer League than Kenneth Lofton Jr. did. So, with all of that in mind, 
I was impressed with LaRavia getting to the basket. LaRavia took 6.3 free throws per game in Summer League. That was 80% in terms of free throw shooting. Extremely strong. And again, free throw shooting directly connects to three-point shooting. So the shooting stroke, the form, all the things that DeMichael Cole has talked about, and I have agreed with him on, the form and the technique is still there. So that's not something to really worry yourself about in terms of those percentages. Again, Summer League, that is not as relevant as are they getting to their spots? Is the shot sound? Is it fluid? Does he have the propensity and capacity to get to three levels of scoring? And we saw that more from LaRavia in Vegas than we saw at any other point of his Grizzlies career so far. He actually finished a poster dunk. How excited were you? I know I know, you jumped up like I did when LaRavia slammed home that dunk to finish out his summer league run. Really solid stuff. And he has that ability. He can score at all three levels. And I think that that, more so than Zaire Williams, who obviously didn't play in summer league, and we'll talk a little bit about that uh, this week here on Lockdown Grizzlies, should he have played, um, now that it's complete for Memphis at least. I think that with LaRavia, you have someone who can shoot the three. Zaire has not consistently shown that he can do that at any point, right? At any point, whether it's high school, college, the pros. Zaire Williams being a three-point threat is theoretical at this stage. We know Zaire can shoot well in the mid-range, and we know Zaire has the ability to get to the basket. But the mid-range shot is not something that is a focus of the Grizzlies' offense, and the main guy that did make that a focus, Dylan Brooks, has now departed. Now, does that mean that – or now has departed Memphis, excuse me. Does that mean that Zaire maybe becomes that starter and he gets a little bit of that green light in the mid-range? Maybe. But I think it's more likely that if Memphis were to want a bigger wing, because from hearing Zach Kleiman, the GM of the Memphis Grizzlies, and other folks talk – it sounds like Marcus Smart, Desmond Bain, and Luke Kennard should be the favorites to be the starters to begin the 2023-2024 regular season for the Memphis Grizzlies as John Morant serves his 25-game suspension. That's what it sounds like, right? But if Memphis wants to buck that trend and wants to go bigger on the wing, LaRavia, in my mind, in my eye, is the front runner for that opportunity. I think Zaire will get his shot. I think that they didn't have him play Summer League. And again, we'll talk more about this later on this week. I think that they didn't have him play Summer League because when you have knee tendonitis, doing that exercise and that activity is just going to worsen the tendonitis. The goal should be to strengthen the muscle around that knee to try to limit those issues. Because that's not something you go and have surgery on, right? You just have to try to manage and develop and get better from that item. And again, it's rest and it's strengthening the muscles around the knee. So him playing summer league didn't make a ton of sense if that was his specific concern. If he had an issue with his elbow, right? Not necessarily tendonitis, but if he had hurt his finger, maybe Zaire plays and we're having a different conversation. I think it's going to be between Jake and Zaire. I like David Roddy, like I said, but he he's limited. Shout out to Wicked. He's limited. If those two guys who have frames that are capable of being those bigger wings, that's a glaring hole in the Grizzlies rotation, right? Marcus Smart brings a lot to the table. He's six foot four. Jake LaRavia, bigger guy. Zaire Williams, obviously bigger guy. And they're two guys that can play on the perimeter. If either of those dudes figure it out, they should be seeing a vast majority of those types of minutes moving forward. 
And I think Jake LaRavia is the favorite right now, but he's also the guy that we've seen most recently. Zaire has the most relevant experience and Zaire has the most playoff success as a defender, at least. So I do believe that we're going to get an interesting competition going to training camp. And I'm sure it's something that my wonderful partner, DeMichael Cole, and I will continue to discuss here on Lockdown Grizzlies. We're going to finish out this Monday edition of the show talking other summer league studs. A couple of guys that impressed beyond Lofton and LaRavia. We'll talk about that next here on Lockdown Grizzlies. Stay with me. Welcome back to Lockdown Grizzlies. I am your host, Joe Molinax. So excited to be back with you on Lockdown Grizzlies. Thankful to DeMichael Cole, the Commercial Appeals Memphis Grizzlies beat writer, pulling double duty, working essentially solo throughout all last week as I took my vacation. DeMichael will be taking a much-needed vacation on his end here soon, but he will be rejoining us later on this week for some episodes of Locked on Grizzlies as July grinds forth. Kenneth Lofton Jr., Jake LaRavia, two guys that impressed in Las Vegas for the Memphis Grizzlies, and I talked about them earlier in the show. Got a couple other names to close out our Monday edition of the podcast that I want to discuss. And I, the first one I mentioned earlier, and it was uh, Vince Williams Jr. And I love this guy partly because he's got some Richmond ties. I live in the Richmond area of Virginia now. He went to VCU, of course. And Vince Williams Jr. shot 27% from three. In Vegas, right? Not overly impressive. He didn't shoot a ton of free throws. He is, again, limited in terms of what he can do physically. But what can he bring to the Grizzlies potentially as that two-way contract player, assuming he sticks around in that role? He rebounded surprisingly well. And again, small sample size. Williams only played two games because of an injury, I believe it was to his shoulder. Uh, but 16 rebounds in two games for a guard or a wing, right? That's pretty impressive. Not the biggest wing, but he showed the ability, Conchar-esque, to get to the glass. We need to see it larger and on a, a grander scale uh, as the Grizzlies, you know, come into training camp. But I do think there is potential there that we didn't necessarily see before, at least in terms of his NBA minutes as a hustle player he, he showed some rebounding there too so it was good to see that continuing to kind of manifest itself and grow and develop it was also good to see him didn't shoot the ball as well but again he was confident 5.5 threes attempted he was up there in terms of the amount of threes that the Grizzlies chucked and they shot a ton of threes in summer league LaRavia shot almost nine a game just by himself but I mentioned Lofton Jr. shooting almost four uh, we'll talk more about Gigi Jackson uh, he shot over six in the five games that he played out in summer league. Obviously, there is something to be said for chucking those shots and what Memphis is trying to accomplish. Vince Williams Jr. only shot 27%, which is not good enough, but he showed that he was willing to take the shot. He was willing to be confident enough in his ability. And again, he's a guy that I liked his form. We have a larger sample size of him from college and other places that he'll shoot better than 27%. I thought there was some growth in his game. He's never going to be a guy that creates a ton off the dribble, not a very solid handle. He's limited in that way. But I do believe that as a 3 and D kind of guy, there are certainly worse ways to use that two-way contract. The same thing can be said for Jacob Gilliard, one of the smallest players at Summer League. You don't realize how short that guy is until you watch him against other uh, G-leaguers and uh, NBA draft picks, the other young guys trying to make their way in the NBA. But he's a guy who shot 50% from three, right? He actually had some pretty impressive shooting performances. 
all he really shot was threes in Vegas, right? He, he launched a bunch of those. Scoring's not what Gilliard really hangs his hat on. He led the Grizzlies in assists per game at 6.5. Facilitated the offense, facilitated, excuse me, the offense well, while only turning over the basketball about two times a game. So that's a little better than a three-to-one turnover ratio. That's good to see. He protects the rock, and he also was really impressive in terms of steals. Moderately surprising that Kenneth Lofton Jr. had more steals per game than Gilliard did. However, he is, again, larger sample size, one of the better pickpockets in terms of stealing the basketball, stealing possessions from opponents and uh, in the G League this past season. So I liked Gilliard. I liked Williams Jr. I liked what those two guys brought to the table as continuations of what to expect from them on those two-way contracts. With the third two-way contract, and assuming G.G. Jackson eventually signs that, which we'll talk more about again here on Lockdown Grizzlies, I think those two guys, assuming, you know, you know, obviously Memphis has made some trades, something happens and they want Josh Christopher on a two-way contract somehow, maybe somebody gets waived. That's unlikely. I think that it's probable at this stage that those two, Williams Jr. and Gilliard, Stick around because they're guys that are in the Memphis system. They understand what the Grizzlies are trying to do. And they showed flashes of why they are in Memphis in the first place while they were out in Vegas playing summer league. Vince Williams is a three and D type of player. Gilliard as a defender who can facilitate offense, protect possessions. They are functioning important cogs in the development system. I love the fact that if those two guys are there, they have experience with the Memphis hustle and they can help Gigi Jackson, right? Because we're going to talk a lot about Gigi on tomorrow's show. He's 18 years old. He's not going to be 19 until December. You need as much positive strengthening around that guy and positive vibes and experience as possible at the G League level. And I think that those two, if they stick, are good role models, good mentors, Here's how it's done. Here's how you maximize your time here while you're here. I like that idea for Gigi, and I think that that would be a good use of those guys. Obviously, Memphis finds that important for John Morant. That's part of the reason why Marcus Smart and Derrick Rose are Memphis Grizzlies now. But I'm curious to see how they prep Gigi Jackson down at the Memphis hustle level, assuming he spends the majority of his time there. I think Gilliard and Williams Jr. make sense in that way. So they're my two other summer league studs, you know, LaRavia and Lofton Jr. I talked about earlier, and then Williams Jr. and Gilliard. I thought those were four guys who obviously combining what happened out in Salt Lake City with what the Grizzlies did in Vegas, I liked their games. And fortunate enough, they're all guys that are members of the Memphis organization, you would assume moving forward in some capacity. Obviously, LaRavia and Lofton currently on the Grizzlies roster, two-way deals with Williams Jr. and Gilliard. So they split their time essentially between the Hustle and the Memphis Grizzlies. The next time we're together here on Locked on Grizzlies, we're going to talk some summer league duds. And I'm going to have Gigi Jackson on that list. I don't necessarily think he's a dud. I don't think he's a bust. I don't think it was a bad draft pick. But there are some things that Gigi has to clean up, and we'll talk about it on tomorrow's show. We'll also talk about David Roddy. I love David Roddy. Still a big David Roddy guy. Like I said, I know Roddy can play against bigs. I'm not sold that Williams, certainly not sold that Williams can, not sold that LaRavia can. There's things that Roddy can do that those two can't, but there are also some things that I wish I had seen more of from Roddy that he didn't provide. We'll talk some other summer league duds 
on our Tuesday edition of the show. Again, I want to stress, doesn't mean that they should be traded, they should be waived or given up on. Things that I wish I saw more of. And again, if DeMichael Cole is with us, I am planning on DeMichael being with us. I know he's planning on it, but life is crazy. He'll join me and uh, maybe provide some of his own studs and duds uh, heading into our Tuesday edition of the podcast, which I am very excited about. I'm excited to see you. Hopefully you're excited to see me or hear me. However, you're listening to the podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, like, comment, rate, review, subscribe, all those fun things you everydayers out there, those of you that make Locked On Grizzlies part of your Memphis Grizzlies and NBA content consumption experience, it is much appreciated for me at least. I don't know if you can tell, but I am rested. I am rejuvenated. I miss you terribly, and I am so glad to be back here on Locked On Grizzlies. And I'm no more vacations. We're grinding for it. Maybe a day off every once in a while, but I am here. I am thrilled to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network, proud to be partners with the Michael Cole. We have built this podcast very nicely over the last year, and we hope to continue to see that happen over the summer ahead. Lots of uncertainty for the Grizzlies, but one thing is certain, Summer League is over for them, and we can start to continue building upon what we talked about on this episode in terms of Summer League studs. We'll talk Summer League duds for the Memphis Grizzlies on our Tuesday edition of the show. Until then, like, comment, rate, review, subscribe. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts here on Lockdown Grizzlies. I am Joe Molinax. We'll catch you Tuesday. Have a good rest of your day.